Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live here in Carnation. Um, I'm your host, L.B. Duchess, soon to be um, working with Mr. Jason Randon of Seattle Wine Exchange. He is running late and on his way. Um, please feel free to join in the conversation today. If uh, we say anything that you think would you have to say something about, it is 323-843-6090. Today's show is brought to you by Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery and Girly Girl Wines, and we're going to be chatting about dealing with drama in a savvy way. We have a guest call-in, as well as our socially acceptable and unacceptable and savvy hints. So, um, one of the new segments that we have added to the show has been, um, it's called Savvy Skin, and we are very fortunate that we have some fabulous connections with people who uh, are very skin savvy for both men and women, um, whether it be, you know, moisturizers, makeup, or fragrance, and we're going to be able to enjoy some of those interviews with some of those people. Today we have Clarence, who is going to be chatting about their beauty bombs. So we're going to start today's show off with our Skin Savvy segment. Um, take a listen here, and um, we'll find out what they have to say about beauty balm. Hello, this is LB Duchess, and I'm sitting here with Christopher Trufa of Clarence, and he's going to tell us a little bit about um, this fabulous beauty balm that takes you from cubicle to cocktail. Hi, how are you? Fabulous. It's so fun to sit down with you. I heard you were coming in, and you've actually come in for our trend show here at Nordstrom's, and so I'm pulling you away from all the fun. Absolutely. It's always very fun to talk about beauty, and I think that women have it made, but at the same time, there are a lot of pressures. How can we be everything all at once when we have an active lifestyle? I think there's something that's really important to talk about, Beauty Flash Bomb. Beauty Flash Bomb McLaren's is one of our number one products. Not only do you get treatment, but you also get that tight, instant lift, if you will. It can be used in three different ways. Tiny, small amount, four o'clock in the afternoon, padded over makeup or under makeup, is a real tightener and a brightener. It'll help you go from cubicles to cocktails in five seconds without having to do any other makeup. It's fantastic. I love that. Well, and particularly most of our listeners, they are always busy running around, so that's fantastic. And there's two other tips. Well, when you do have an extra minute, maybe after the cocktail, so the next day, Beauty Flash Balms can also be used as a thick coat, 10 minutes on the face, as a mask. It's a radiant mask. We know there are lots of different types of masks, but Beauty Flash Balm works as a radiant mask. So really correcting the radiance of the surface of your skin, it'll also kind of wake you up that next day when you've got to get back to the cubicle. Fantastic. And the third tip? And the third tip is it works as a wonderful makeup primer. So before you even get to the cubicle in the morning, put a small, tiny amount underneath your foundation. It's going to help your foundation wear a little bit longer, but it's also going to create that deep, kind of like a little bit of luminosity, that brightening underneath your makeup, and it can be used with any foundation you're currently using. So three different ways to use one product to go from cubicles to cocktails in a few minutes when you've got that busy lifestyle and still want to keep looking young and fresh. That is fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thanks for taking the time. That was fabulous fun listening to and being able to talk to the people with Clarence. Um, they are so fantastic with their knowledge. They've been around for a very long time. They're a worldwide, world-known organization um, that has worked with both men and women's skin care. So they definitely know their stuff. They are um, based plant-based, so their products are very easy for the skin to take in. 
and get all of the benefits out of it. So thank you again, Clarence Company. Cascade Ice Water is a zero-calorie, sugar-free flavored sparkling water that eliminates all the unnecessary and unhealthy extras found in other flavored waters like sugar, sodium, carbs, caffeine, and gluten. Follow their blog at www.cascadeicewaters.com backsplash blog. So today's topic is going to be dealing with drama in a savvy way. Um, I have kind of toyed with this particular topic for quite a while looking at you know the different ways because when you're out publicly and you're you're dealing with people you're at social events uh, drama has a tendency of wheedling its way into things especially when you start drinking um, and socializing at many many different levels uh, whether it be cocktail parties or trend shows or fashion shows somehow it always seems to creep in so we thought we would give a couple of tips on um, how to deal with it or find yourself in that position. The first thing that I usually recommend people do is just try very hard to ignore it. Um, you don't want to give it life by speaking to it or acknowledging it. A lot of times uh, you can become the fuel to the fire even though you don't really realize that's what you're doing by acknowledging it. Um, anytime when there's different conversations about if you acknowledge it and start arguing it, then maybe you're guilty or maybe you have something to hide. So I would suggest just trying to not speak any life into it and pass it as quickly as possible. If you know that there's nothing true about it and there's no bearing on your life, then um, just move along, kind of like you would if uh, you had a bad smell in the air. You'd kind of step away from it. The second tip is don't get caught up in it. Gossips love when you comment on anything that they say. This again is one of those where um, you're out there dealing and you know again you've had maybe a glass of wine or two and somebody might be saying something about someone that you know and maybe you don't have um, a particular fondness for them and so it can be very easy to get caught up in the moment of saying your piece or, or taking a moment's time to uh, just kind of feel like you want to validate for a second, don't do that. Um, gossips, they live for this kind of thing, and they'll take it, and they can have a tendency to twist things in a way that you don't really intend for them to do. Uh, so not only can it throw you off balance, but it can put you in a position where now you're propagating something or you're, you become part of something you really had no intention of becoming a part of. Uh, another one, uh, great tip, is to be true to who you are. If you're not typically somebody who deals with drama or who likes drama, uh, if you try to distance yourself, uh, even when you're in a social setting, if people are trying to bring you in, there are dozens and dozens of ways of how you can kind of separate yourself from it uh, to maintain who you are and not get any hurt feelings or not um, become a part of uh, what they're going after or the person they're going after. Um, some of my favorite ones are to excuse yourself to go to the restroom. Um, you can hit your phone so where it'll start ringing. Uh, pretend somebody's calling you. Uh, they're a little bit tedious ways, but you do want to make sure that um, you can get yourself away from those particular scenarios as fast as possible because uh, you don't want to find yourself trying to deal with something out of what you feel is the necessity of staying in the conversation or not being quite sure how to get out of it. Um, when you're dealing with drama, um, uh, talk one-to-one. -one. 
If there's an issue that arises, try to talk one-to-one with the person who's involved in it. Uh, let them know how it made you feel and what really bothered you. Um, you can't fix what you don't talk about, and most of the time they don't realize that you were affected by what was being said. Um, and this is typically how drama has a tendency to get perpetuated because something is you know, said and, and maybe it hurts your feelings and, and it just gets expounded. So it has a tendency to blow up um, quite a bit. Hello, Mr. Jason. Hello. You're running just a little bit late. Just a little late. <laughs> just a little drama. Just a little drama on the road. Yeah. <laughs> a little road drama. I was looking for a tool, and I couldn't find the tool in three different grocery stores. I'm like, fine, we're not having that tonight, so forget it. You know what? We're just going to kind of go with the flow. As you can yeah. see from our setup, that things didn't go the way I planned them to go either. Oh, yeah. I'm just not anything. <laughs> so, again, you know, just kind of dealing with it, and, uh, you know, we found alternate ways to be able yeah. to broadcast those. It's a very simple way of dealing with, what do you call that, um, technical equipment drama. Yes. Oh, I, I like that one. Uh, well, we were just talking about drama, and I covered a couple of the first uh, topics. Uh, don't wear drama like fashion. Um, this is one of those things coming up here with fashion shows. You're going to see a lot of people who uh, will wear their drama almost like a formal gown. And I've seen those folks. It, it's kind of funny because I don't think everybody realizes that it comes across that way. It's kind of like when you wear a fragrance and the fragrance enters the room before you do. Uh, same thing happens with drama. So if you are caught up in something, if you or have been caught up in something, uh, do what you can to take things a notch down. Um, when somebody's frustrated you, you and you're caught up in something like that, you have a tendency to go to guns if it gets brought up. Yeah. Instead, take it down a notch. Don't uh, react to it. Don't necessarily respond to what people are saying. If somebody, you know, if you turn around and walk into a room and people are looking at you, hold your head high and just continue moving forward like nothing's really going on. Um, then it has a tendency to dissuade people. They get bored. They get bored. They really do. Fast. You, you'll see that a lot. You know, especially when people have attitudes that they want to showcase. They're doing it just to cause drama, like we're talking about big bags, you know, at the, the wine tasting. You know, we were there this weekend. There were some, a few people who had the big bags and swinging it around, and that's why they say go get your swag bag at the end of the event. Yeah, that, that's very true. That was a very fun event, by the way. Um, what does drama show about you? This is uh, something I think a lot of people don't really think about when you're caught up in drama. What, what are people seeing when they're seeing you do this? One of the things is, right off the bat, all of your insecurities. Uh, when you're caught up in drama, people automatically assume, wow, they must be you know, really insecure about their position or really insecure about who they are, or, you know, are they pretty or whatever. That is an automatic response. So rise above it and ignore it and stop it because otherwise you're not going to be taken seriously. There's a lot of people who have drama all the time. They're a drama magnet. They have to have drama to be involved in their life. There are things have to be going on. Someone's got to have a problem. You know, they're either always sick or their sister's always arguing or there's something going on. I mean, we all have friends that are like that. There's always something's got to be going on. We're like, why? Why? Uh, What's your heart pressure right now, you know? Your blood pressure is going through the roof. Um, drama also shows your pettiness. Uh, so you want to stop worrying about the things that have nothing to do with you and focus on making you the best you. That's one of the things that cracks me up. 
people get really petty and stupid and they don't realize how juvenile it makes them look. Yes. They don't um, also realize how quickly they can bury themselves and make enemies. All the time. I saw this when our, when our child was going to uh, uh, soccer camp. You know, the mother's, my child needs to have number 11. Okay, fine. She's had it since he's was a little kid. It's like, alrighty then. You can be number eleven. You can be number five. Who the hell cares? It is what it is. Well, and, and I think you know, you, there's different ways of getting points across. If there's something you feel very strongly about, or um, I remember it's funny you say the number eleven. My son was actually number eleven in baseball for several years, and mm. I remember going to the coach and saying. I understand everybody asks, but I just wanted to put in an early re- request. Okay. If it's yeah. all possible, we would love to have it. You're going to find that when you take that approach, people are going to be so much faster to respond to you. Um, they may even you know, fall all over themselves to be accommodating because you're being considerate and nice to them versus that person who comes in and starts demanding and, you know, it's all about me and, <laughs> yes. hello, I'm here, kind of thing. Yes. Um, drama shows that you have no life at all. You want to live your own and watch how unimportant others' issues become when you stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've recently separated myself from some of the, the antics and some of the social scenes. You know, it's easy to get caught up. I, I'm the first one to admit that you know, you're out there, you're having a few glasses of wine, and it just kind of comes up on you. And one of the fastest ways to disassociate yourself is just literally pull yourself out of whatever environment that that's happening. Just take a breather. You know, um, I took time for my family. I took time to refocus, to build on my shows here and um, build on my career. And it's amazing the clarity you can get from stepping away. Yeah, it's very true. There's a lot of times we've done that with ourselves where we didn't need the drama because they didn't like who I was or a couple was or the events or we should do it this way or how we should do it. It's like, you know... It's our life, and we're living it quite nicely. Thank you. Yep, exactly. Uh, Here's another one thing that has come up with drama. A lot of times people will start saying something about you, and at what point do you finally say something? How do you know when to say something to someone about something that you have heard? Uh, I've recently, in the last several months, been faced with this and found that when it got to a point where I couldn't ignore it anymore, I would address it only in the areas in which I needed to. So for me, with my business relationships, if it came up, I would simply address it and say things like, um, you know, I just don't think that they're in a very good place right now. I'm sorry that you've had to hear that. If you have any questions about me or my integrity, please feel free to pick up the phone. Um, I can give you references. Don't spend your time... um, tearing them down or saying negative things about them because that just makes you part of the problem. Right. Focus on uh, making sure that your relationship with the people that are involved or the people that it's affecting um, becomes stronger and they will give less and less credibility to that. Mm-hmm. That's true. Let's see here. I know we're going to be having our personal stylist, Miriam, calling in here in just a little bit. We're going to be chatting a little bit about Fashion Week. I'm really excited about this Metropolitan Fashion Week mm-hmm. is coming to town. We've got uh, four events that are going to be going on. Uh, They've got some very fun, creative ways of addressing fashion this year. And I'm really looking forward to their gala opening because they're going to make it more like about art than they are so much about just fashion. And Miriam's got a a whole bunch of information she's going to be feeding us about that. So I'm 
hoping that you'll be calling in any minute. If uh, Another little point on drama, if you have to point something out that you are, quote-unquote, like, I'm a socialite, then you're probably not one. So you might want to figure out how to make yourself legit. Uh, I can't tell you how many times people will be out in a social setting and go, I'm a socialite. Or I'm I know so and so. I am I'm such good friends with so and so. Um I am so wealthy. I am heir to this or I am fabulous. It, you don't do anything for your integrity or for what people think of you if you have to announce it. Um if if that's truly where you want to be, if you truly want to be um considered a socialite or truly want to be considered somebody who's very well established in um, philanthropic work or whatever industry that you're you're engaging yourself towards, then you really want to start doing some research and finding out what is it I can do to legitimize that title. Yes, and be involved with the organization that you're supposedly a part of. Exactly, exactly. Oh, okay, we have our color. I believe we're going to go ahead and see if we can get this to go. Hello, this is Socially Savvy. I'll be Duchess. How are we doing today? I am fantastic. It is so good to hear your voice. I'm so glad that everything is working right. <laughs> I know. Don't you love when technology does what it's supposed to do? I do. It makes me very happy when I can um, catch that aspect of it. <laughs> so, you well, are... Thank you so much for having us uh, on your show and, and letting me uh, represent Metropolitan Fashion Week. We're super excited, and um, so thank you in advance for that. Um, I'm really honored and, and very excited this year to be the Metropolitan Fashion Week ambassador. Um, so I've got a ton of information for you um, and your listeners um, regarding Metropolitan Fashion Week. Um, and I, I'd like to, if I could start, just talking a little bit about the opening night. I know you, you hit upon that. Um, and the opening night is going to be Saturday, April 6th. Um, it will be at the Pratt Fine Arts Center in Seattle. Um, the really wonderful thing about that we're also really excited about um, this event is that 100% of the ticket sales will be benefiting the Pratt Fine Arts Center. And I'll kind of get into a little bit about what they do um, as far as supporting our artists and our community. Um, but the 100% of they are the beneficiary for our opening gala event. That's fantastic. Um, when we're going in and talking about this, I want to make sure that we touch base on when you're talking about an opening gala, particularly this one, what what kind of attire is going to be appropriate for that kind of uh, event? You know, that's a great question. Um, we really, I mean, this is a high fashion, much fashion fashion week is really dressed to impress. Um, so specifically with the opening night and subsequent, you know, the other events that we have, we have four fashion events. Um, it's cocktail attire, um, you know, not, no flip-flops or jeans or shorts or anything like that. Um, the closing gala, however, is, is what I would call more of a black tie attire um, and evening gowns. But um, with the Pratt Fine uh, Arts Center, it's really, it has that wonderful Seattle kind of industrial feel to it. Um, so you don't necessarily need to show up in your tuxedo or your um, evening gown, but we definitely want that uh, dress to impress cocktail attire. That sounds fantastic. I'm really excited about uh, checking this one out because I know 
you've talked a little bit about the philosophy behind the open and that you want it to be more art driven um, than just you know basic fashion. Yes, um, you know the theme is really fashion is art. So instead of the traditional uh, fashion show, these pieces that we're going to uh, showcase from the international designers and local designers that we have um, are really avant-garde pieces. And uh, there's a really fun section um, of, of the event that's called the Canvas Project. Uh, and the Canvas Project is really, we're going to have designers, about four or five of them, um, where the, the you know the uh, models are going to be their art, um, like a standing art, and these designers are going to be creating art in front, you know, live and um, oh wow, every, all the attendees. So we're really excited. I don't want to give too much away, but um, that's part of that's one of the things that you know uh, really is going to set this opening gala aside from anything that we've seen here in Seattle. Oh, I'm, I'm very excited about this. So before we move on to the Pratt itself, could you tell our listeners where they could find information on this opening gala and the other events that are coming up? Sure. So you can definitely go to um, www.metropolitanfashionweek.net. All of the tickets um, for the opening um, gala, or the opening night and the closing gala will be available on Shindig. So if you just go to shindig.com backslash MFW, which stands for Metropolitan Fashion Week, you'll be able to get all your tickets and information there. Um, as far as the other events that are happening, um, like I said, we have four fashion events, April 6th being the opening night. Um, and then Wednesday, April 10th, we're going to have a uh, VIP reception party at the Finery, which is a boutique in Seattle. Um, the next event will be Thursday, April 11th at the Sweet Lounge, and this is our Lean Goddess Party. And then our closing gala, which is um, Saturday, April 13th at the Chihuly Garden and Glass in Seattle. And we're really super excited to be um, doing an event at, in, in Chihuly. That's going to be a lot of fun. I know our listeners, we have had Amy Yamada and Lean Goddess uh, work with us in the past, so I'm very excited for that one. That's going to be fun. Okay, so I am super excited. I'm actually going to be um, one of the presenters at uh, the Lean Goddess party um, as I'm a Lean Goddess ambassador as well. I work really closely with Amy, and I'm just super excited to be part of her event. Um, it's going to be really fun. That's so cool. So um, before we wrap things up, tell us a little bit about the Pratt organization and just what it does for the industry of fashion. So the Pratt Fine Arts Center is really just a unique visual arts resource in Seattle. Um, they offer low-cost, you know, hands-on art classes for youth and adults. There's no admission requirements. It's really just for anyone who has a desire to learn about art. Um, the Pratt produces over 500 glass sculptures, jewelry, paintings, drawings. Um, any, like over 500 glass just pieces come out of the Pratt every year. Um, and there's more than 3,500 individuals that participate in producing those pieces of art. Um, they're just a really great um, beneficiary. I mean, this is for us to be involved with them and being able to contribute um, to, this, to this type of um, 
organization makes us really proud because they really promote the advancement of art and artists in our community. And, you know, quite simply, as they like to say, the Pratt is the place to make art. Um, I love that. Well, and the tie-in, I think, is really interesting because where clothing is fashioned for people, art is fashioned for your house and your walls and and the places in which you dwell. So the tie-in is, I think, just beautifully captivating and brought together. Exactly. We're, I mean, all of the locations are just are so unique in themselves, and I think a really great depiction of the Seattle and Bellevue area um, and... Um, I, you know, gives us a great avenue to support our local artists, and um, so we're just really excited to be a part of to be a part of their organization. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for calling in, and I know that we're going to be all getting together soon, and we're going to be uh, covering um, savvy fashion and how to uh, maneuver these events uh, on future shows. So I look forward to sitting down with you and having wine and um, talking fashion next week. Yes, that sounds great. Thank you so much. And hi, Jason. I didn't get a chance to talk to you, but hello. Hello. No worries. <laughs> That's a fabulous time. I'm <laughs> glad to hear other events that you're you're part of. Oh, yes. It's, it's exciting. I'm, I feel very blessed. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll check up with you this week and um, hopefully go live with you next. Thank you so much. You bet. Take care. You too. Bye, Bye. guys. She's always a neat person to talk with. She's a lot of fun, and Metropolitan Fashion Week, um, we have a friend, Eduardo, who has uh, been spearheading this. He's done tons and tons of fashion events here in the Seattle local area, and he's now um, expanded nationwide into several different cities, doing several different projects, and I'm always so inspired by how diligently he works, and he is the epitome of surrounding himself with the right people. It's funny, I don't Mm -hmm. see a whole lot of drama with him. No. <laughs> Not at all. Chocolate Shop Wine, purveyor of all things chocolate, has six different flavors to choose from. Chocolate Red Wine, Cream de Cocoa, Chocolate Strawberry, Chocolate Mint, Almond Roca, Sparkling Chocolate Red. Go to chocolateshopwine.com to find them. I'm pretty sure they're in most of the grocery stores you think. They are, too. yeah. They're, they're very fun. Good, good people, good wine. All right. So, Mr. Jason, did you have any uh, socially savvy hints or... You know, get straight to the point because blunt works best for uh, uh, drama. Several hints is that in the days of Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and all that, you know, sometimes it's best not to remove posts, if, even if it's it's wrong with you. You know, if you say something that's, I mean, I'm not talking about they called you out like you're, you know, a, se- a thief or a murderer or something like that. That's not what I'm saying, or, you know, something nasty. I'm talking about if you post something that's against their view or you call them out on their view and then they remove your post. That just causes more drama for those people who would take offense to it. I, I don't take offense to stuff like that, but I've seen it where they'll post something like, well, you know, thanks to put in context, you know, somebody says, oh, I'm a really, you know, excellent race car driver, and I got interviewed by, you know, something, and then in reality it really wasn't an interview, it was more of a, a follow-up. <laughs> and if somebody that. calls them up and says, hey, nice remark, and then they remove it later, yeah, you know, just leave it alone, walk away. Well, and I think that a lot of people get caught up in trying to right all the wrongs in the world. You know, uh, that can create drama in and of itself. If it affects you, again, adversely in your day-to-day or in your business, then by all means step out there. Um, I've recently learned myself just not to get involved. 
Don't worry about trying to correct somebody. I'm not their parent. It's not going to affect me one way or another. Um, let them make their mistakes. If they come to you and they say, hey, you know, I just really feel like I'm struggling, what's your response? What's your thought mm-hmm. process? That's when you can go ahead and say, well, you know, this comment wasn't taken all that well. Um, this would be what I would recommend or, you know, this is how it made people feel. I think any time you can address something like that uh, in, again, a very calm way and uh, coming at it from a point of trying to help them once they've asked for the help, then it becomes a plus instead of a minus. Let me, um, I've actually got two more, but uh, I just forgot the first one I was going to talk about. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, regarding that, but uh, when you talk about drama in general, there was an article, um, not to cross over to the acceptable or unacceptable, but it's kind of all the same. In the blogosphere, there's a big development conference over in San Francisco. And these guys were talking behind this female. And they kind of started talking about large dongos and forking the, forking the code or something like that, or forking the prep. Anyway, it was development jargon. Well, one of the girls in front of them took offense to their dongle and thought that the forking was a metaphor for fucking, which when you read the article, it wasn't. Um, she, instead of turning around and saying something, she just glared at him, took a picture, and then tweeted him, you know, out on the Twitter. Oh, wow. So, you know, and kind of said something nasty, and consequently, he was asked to leave, and he got fired for the company. Well, being on the... Passive-aggressive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well... It's acceptable to say something, but it's you know not acceptable to you know Do publicly shame so. them, right? Yeah. So he got publicly shamed. You know, went around around. He got fired. Well, he kind of posted, said, "Look, I'm really sorry. It wasn't meant to that. We were talking about something else. It was not for your ears. We were not making fun of you. And actually, uh, I, I support your your belief in being a strong woman. Uh, the actual forking of the code was their own lar- jargon for in, in development circles. You know, there's certain things that you know forking is where you take a, a a uh, source code and you divide it in half where you keep a good sterile copy over here and you and you start developing on the second half and then when you when you've worked out the bugs you fork them back together it's not it's just what they do it's wow that's where people make assumptions and they right. make very Wait. well damaging things oh damaging things yeah he got fired so he said I'm sorry that's not what it was well he put that in the blog spheres kind of to say look I'm sorry my bad well other people took offense at how he got fired because well, his thing went viral, and other people got involved and oh, wow. and, and started blasting her site, and you know, consequently, she got fired because of all the drama that was wow. around that. And one of the things that she had, one of the things that she needed to realize, which I think, as us being on socially savvy, and even you know anybody who's doing fashion or what whatnot, is be aware of who you are. She was a national blogger. Uh, known for in the development industry, you know, in the IT, you know, she has a few responsibilities. You know, we've been doing socially side for quite a while now, and we're not we're not going to call anybody out because that's you have to be careful what you say. We're not going to endorse something unless you know. Uh, I agree. You know. I totally agree. And it's funny because I um, on my unacceptable. It's unacceptable to go after people's uh, way of making a living just because you don't like them or because you don't agree with something they said. Right. That falls along with that. Uh, there's been quite a bit of that going on in different industries lately. And, you know, these people obviously have no life. They're being rude and inconsiderate. Uh, 
you can have a difference of opinion with people, but you don't need to take it beyond the scope of a social setting or beyond the scope of, of, of a one-on-one. If you have an issue with somebody, it's totally acceptable, like you're saying, to go up and talk to them, but do not take it to the superiors and don't do anything to jeopardize jobs. It is very um, dangerous. I mean, you, the the kickoff and the kickback that can come after that, the, ang- the anger, the um, retribution that can come after that. Because when you go up to somebody and it affects their job, it's affecting how they feed their family, yep. uh, the opportunities their children have. And when you start messing with people's money or people's family, you're going to have a war on your hands. That's what happens. I know my husband is one. He'll, he'll tell you, don't mess with my family, don't mess with my money, and we're okay. But you do one of those two and, you know, all the gloves are off because... Uh, now I can't do what it is I need to do just for, for daily survival. And the same thing is like, you know, watch the spear campaigns. There's a lot of websites out there that, you know, people can anonymously go and post pictures and say oh, stuff yeah. about someone, you know, and a lot of it is, you know, fake. Some of it's true, but you don't need to do that. Rise above the occasion, you know. I would uh, totally agree with that. I was um, had heard some clippets about some people who were had been uh, broadcast on, on some of those and Unfortunately for this one particular person, it was true. But uh, in talking with a friend, well, and when, and when talking with a friend, uh, I said, you know, this is not something I feel like I would want to share. Right. It's kind of like if you walked around with a pile of poop and you're showing people, well, this is what my dog did. Why would you do that? To me, it just seems, you know, why would you bring up something that people are aware of? It just seems so extreme. To me, that seems just as extreme. No, it was the extreme ones I had posted on there, and people were going back and forth about it on the debating, you know, different sections of what that person should or shouldn't do. And it was quite, it was quite enlightening how that can be taken the wrong way. Where one person said, "Oh, well, a woman shouldn't have to feel threatened." Well, another person said, "Well, no, they shouldn't be. We're not talking about that." And it just it goes on and on and on. Instead of walk away, I had to actually tell them, "Okay, guys, that's enough." Yeah, I think people's opinions get a little bit too strong sometimes. And again, you add a little alcohol in there, and that's exactly what happens. Or you're on Facebook for a while. (laughs) Yeah, Facebook for a little while, long while. Any other um, socially unacceptables for you, Mr. Jason? In the drama department, um, sometimes it's not. It's socially unacceptable to really go to somebody and sit there and say, "Well, uh, I don't think you're doing your job well," or you know, "Oh, you're taking a little longer lunch," or or you're wearing that today, you know. Oh yeah. I mean, I see that in the corporate world. It's not so much in the in the blue collar. I mean, a lot of times there's a little bit more sarcasm, a little bit more I call it rougher talk than they are in the white white collar world. Uh, but it's just socially acceptable to try to say that. And then per, you you get at someone's self esteem. And one of the things that's kind of happened that I know is it's totally socially unacceptable to sit there and say, oh, I understand you got a new job. Oh, are you worried about that? Are you worried about that? It's like, you know, don't take a person's team when you don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, Sorry. I think a lot of people get a little bit big for their bridges. But it is acceptable to say what a great job you've done. Yes, anything positive that doesn't create drama is always good. Any type of in um, bringing people up, um, enriching their lives. You know, that's that's what we're supposed to be goal-oriented towards. That's what people thrive on. Uh, people really don't thrive on drama. Now, unfortunately, TV and media have, have oh. created this because people are bored and, you know, they're living vicariously through other people instead of going out and living their own experiences. 
I don't get those shows where you watch the shows and they have this extra high drama and they're slamming glass and they're throwing cocktails and they're at the bar and they're pulling the hair. I don't find anything interesting about it. It's kind of boring. It's like, okay, this is where the fight is. All right, there we go. Now they're throwing stuff out the window. Yep, there we go. Now they're putting that dog poo they were showing around. Yeah, I get it. It's not entertaining. I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, well, there's a lot of shows that are making it, you know, that way. Well, it's like they say, you know, it used to be sex cells, and now it's apparently drama cells. So I think the only way to get away from it is just to stop. Stop Remember watching it. Stop being a part of it. Remember me of wrestling. When I was a kid watching the wrestling, Roddy Roddy Piper throwing chairs on people. Oh, and yeah, I, I was never that. into that kind of stuff. Okay, well, we want to thank our sponsors for this show, Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery, Gallery <laughs> Leone Wines, Poshy Magazine, Bellevue Nordstrom Cosmetics, Schwartz Brothers Restaurants, Kind Bars, Pop Chips, Girly Girl Wines, and House Wines. Mm-hmm. Ending the show tonight with a glass of chocolate shop bubbly, we want to remind you to like us on our Facebook page, Socially Savvy, to be entered into our drawings um, for prizes from our savvy sponsors. Well, there's one thing. Yes. We forgot to mention Passport to Woodenville. Oh, that is coming up. Okay, go ahead. Yes, Passport to Woodenville. It's two days of fun in the sun. I'm already hoping for it. Where they have, you can buy your tickets at the uh, Passport to Woodenville or WoodenvilleWineCountry.com. And it's two days where you can visit the different wine shops on a little shuttle bus. And it'll take you to different wineries. And it's a ton of fun. Yes. And it's the uh, 23rd and 24th of uh, April. Yep, and we will be posting that. I'm actually yes. working on that right now to make sure that uh, that gets posted. Uh, it is definitely the wine season. Mm-hmm. With that, take caution. Make sure that you have a designated driver or a place to stay so that it doesn't become a negative experience and something you have to deal with for a very long time. That is true. Uh, ending the show again with our chocolate shop. Make sure to um, make all the social events that you attend better because you were there. Have a socially happy mm-hmm. week, everyone. Want to do it anyway. Radio. Fifteen minutes <laughs> early is fine. <laughs> Where's the twenty? We'll double check it and put it on our our thing that way.